Hello, I'm Mario Taniguzzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast, taking care of business today with Phil Soper, President and CEO of Royal LePage. Thanks for joining us today, Phil. Pleasure. All right, so uh, you folks put out a, uh, a report today on the housing market in Canada. Coincidentally, it's also the same day as uh, the latest stats from the Canadian Real Estate Association have come out. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk first of all about sales in Canada, uh, MLS sales. Uh, uh, where are they at these days and, and how did they finish uh, the year? So 2023 was the slowest year uh, we've seen in a very long time in terms of the number of transactions. Home prices held up remarkably well, but transactions were down ranging depending you were in the country down 25% to down single digits uh, transaction count. Yeah. Now, interestingly, we uh, finished the year in December with an uptick. Uh, yeah. December is not a busy time of year, no. uh, but we did see sales up over November, which is quite unusual. And part of our thesis in our forecast was that we had reached a reached, uh, the bottom of the market correction and that we'd start to see things turn around. So it's yeah. nice to see those uh, December uh, numbers uh, back the back the the outlook up. So tell me, uh, you know, in terms of just uh, the transactional side of things, what were the main factors contributing to that environment this uh, this past year and, and maybe even currently? Yeah, the part of it is what I call structural. People just couldn't afford a home based on higher interest rates. That's that's structural. Some people were just priced out of the market. But if you look at the last 20 years, we've had periods in our big cities where home prices go up by 20% in a single year. The, the rise in interest rates was no more impactful than those kind of spikes in uh, home prices themselves. And this period, over the last 21 months, we've had very flat home prices or even a little bit a little bit down. So I'd say the majority of the contribution to the lower sales numbers um, was psychological. People were fearful to enter into a large transaction when they believed the home they bought today might be worth less tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, as we are into uh, two weeks into uh, uh, the new year, what do you guys uh, forecast for 2024 when it comes to sales? Sure. So we finished 23 with home prices up, you know, by our numbers for the whole quarter, 4.3%. Korea's numbers for just December, 5.1%. Uh, but they were down in the fourth quarter versus the third by 1.7. We believe that bottom in the correction is occurring as we speak. Part of being such a large company is we pull data from coast to coast, including things like um, showings and appointments well before, call them leading indicators, well before we actually see sales transactions, signed contract data. And it was showing a pickup. So our outlook was that we, we would see uh, transactional counts start to rise 
um, starting as early as January, and it appears to be bearing itself out in the, in the first two weeks of the year, and that in the first quarter, we see the first indication of prices starting to appreciate again, first time since the spring of uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. So um, well before the Bank of Canada uh, cuts interest rates, because we really aren't expecting a cut in the first quarter of the year. So this means that it's not interest rates it's themselves that are keeping people on the sidelines, but the the fear that interest rates were going to rise further yeah. or the fear that home prices were going to fall. But once psychologically people realize this quite long, almost two years now, market correction, post-pandemic market correction has reached the point where things are expanding again. Uh, we believe people will feel comfortable and re-enter the market and a slow gradual increase in prices in the first half. Then we see a Bank of Canada uh, interest rate by our modeling mid-year, call it July 1st. And, uh, and, and there's a sharper tick up ending the year with home prices up five and a half percent over 23. That's our outlook. Okay. The demand for housing, uh, the, yeah. you know, uh, and, and and compared to the supply, uh, can you talk a little bit about that and and and, and where we're at uh, uh, these days uh, uh, as we you know as, as we embark on this year? Yeah, you know what, a really good question because you could be fooled into thinking that that the market is okay now. We're we're in bounds because. There is an upward pressure on price, which happens when there's more demand than supply, but it's very artificial. Uh, we added one million new Canadians last year, record number uh, on the immigration file. We've got two and a half million non-permanent residents, of a million foreign students, a million and a half foreign workers, nurses, engineers, programmers, that sort of thing, filling those jobs that we didn't have people to fill. We didn't have enough uh, Canadians to fill. All those people, whether they're new Canadians, existing Canadians, or non-permanent residents who are looking for a rental, yeah. all need to put a roof over their head, and we don't have enough rooms. We're, we've been underbuilding for years now. It's reached crisis proportions. So, so I don't think it's going to happen this year. But, but come 2025, we'll likely be back into very restrained inventory, uncomfortably high home price appreciation as that very high demand meets very low supply. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, uh, and when you're talking about those numbers and the population growth, whether it's natural or whether it's through immigration, uh, you know, what about the rental side of things and how does yeah. that impact the whole housing market uh, uh, sector? Well, rents used to be a safe haven of affordability. Yeah. You couldn't afford to buy a house. About two thirds of Canadians own their homes, about one third rent. And you could go into a rental and you could afford it. The problem in recent years is the overall housing shortage has meant that People are bidding up rent prices. We actually, in some of our big cities, uh, like Vancouver and Toronto, for example, will have bidding wars for rental properties, bidding yeah. up, and, and a landlord will let the property 
go for the rent rate that the, the tenant, uh, the highest bidder will, yeah. will pay, which is obviously very, very uncomfortable for everybody. But what it's done is it's attracted another whole class of, of entrepreneurs in Canada. These are ordinary citizens like you and I, four and a half million of them by our research who own uh, rental property and are landlords. So these are not the corporate corporations who own a rent, uh, an apartment tower. These are someone owning a house, turning it into uh, three rental units, or maybe they own three uh, condominiums that, that form an alternative to an RSP. They hold them through their lives and then they sell them and it, it gives them something income or capital to uh, live on later. So they are a group that were that were kind of hard done by during the early stages of the, the post-pandemic market correction. Yeah. Because interest rates went up and some investors will keep themselves fairly leveraged. In other words, a small bit of equity, a lot of a, a, a big loan from uh the bank because it's a business expense and they can write off the cost of borrowing. So, it, you know, a savvy landlord will pay off their principal residence before they would their, their rental uh, unit. But when interest rates went up, and especially if you were in a rent controlled area, some of them were forced to sell. Well, the investors are back. They're trying to satisfy the rental market, but they too will uh, cause some lift in uh, the market overall in 2024. All right. Wonderful. Thanks, uh, Phil, for joining us today. My pleasure. All right. That was Phil Soper, who is president and CEO of Royal LePage. I'm Mario Taniguzzi, managing editor of Canada's podcast, Taking Care of Business Today. Thanks for joining us.